0: Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens. Or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better. As we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech, that's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we're talking with Jonathan and Josh from Assembly. And we're talking about the business case and the use case for why their customers and prospects You choose assembly and uh, can't imagine life without assembly, of course, but uh, we're going to learn a little bit about that. So uh, why don't we do introductions first. Um, Jonathan, why don't you go first, Joshua, and then introduce assembly to the audience.
2: Yeah, happy to go first here. My name is Jonathan Fields. I'm the CEO and co-founder of assembly. And to give a little background before letting Josh jump in here, we built Assembly to make sure employees feel appreciated, acknowledged, can have one tool that solves a handful of productivity issues, ranging from surveys to feedback to career advancement, all in one without having to go to 10 different solutions. And so with that, we have Assembly and it's, uh, it really makes the employee journey significantly better. So with that, I'll hand it over to Josh.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll give a, a slightly you know, different spiel, but the, a very similar one. Um, my name is Josh. I've been in product management for 12 years. Um, I've helped build products at various small startups and large ones uh, like ZipRecruiter. That's where I met Jonathan. Uh, and another one called Honey. Um, I think this variation in size has given me a ton of perspective on how organizations scale, not only in their product, but their people as well. And my biggest observation is that as a company grows, the people shift from a focus on stakes, solving big challenges and helping the company survive to ranks and thinking about um, ownership, responsibility, hierarchy, salary, things that don't necessarily make the the business move forward. Um, And the shift isn't inherently a bad thing, but I don't think that organizations tend to be set up to support this kind of growth all that well based on the multiple observations I've had. And I think that tool fragmentation can play a large role and in, in this sort of shift, um, but mostly an invisible one. Um, you know, my goal on the product side of Assembly is to help future-proof organizations with no code and automation, so that not limited to HR, the entire organization can take advantage of Assembly in some way to improve their workflows and hopefully save time.
1: It's funny because you both touch on the same thing. It's it's the employee journey, the employee experience, uh, just has to get better, and maybe COVID. Uh, maybe it, maybe it, maybe we would have gotten here uh, without COVID, uh, but it definitely heightened some of our weaknesses in our in our business model, and our people strategy, et cetera. Um, Jonathan, I love that you use the word kind of appreciated and acknowledged. I think that's been some of the things that's been highlighted out of COVID that people are isolated. You know, they're they're out on an island and they they don't feel those things. So I love that y'all have built. Uh, a mechanism in which, you know, managers, well, 360 degrees, you know, people can feel appreciated and acknowledged and other things. So let's start with what I usually start with at the end or what I end with, which is usually what do people love when I do a demo and what are some of your favorite customer stories. So I'll do that with both of you. So let's start there. So Jonathan, when, when you show the software or when you've shown the software to somebody for the first time, what do they automatically just fall in love with?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And I actually, I work with a lot of customers. I get interactions on a daily basis. So to me, this question's really quite relevant. And it's been fun because our product has evolved over time. And as we've evolved, you know, we started in one category and we expanded into a pretty comprehensive platform. And the goal here, as Josh mentioned, is to give people back time. There's no... with COVID exacerbated a lot of the issues that we've been seeing there's burnout there's tons of different things as you mentioned people do want to feel appreciated and acknowledged but people also need time Mm -hmm. you know people start the day their their laptops their kitchen is their workout center it's there you know you can you can really work all day if you wanted to it's just easier now and so with assembly you know you think about time and workflow automation what the, the wow factor in demos these days is the fact that they come in for one or two things. They say, maybe I want to run an employee engagement survey. I also want to give recognition, or maybe I want to do a team stand-up or a sprint retrospective or a company announcement. You know, someone comes in with one of those, you know, generally one of those topics, And they come in and we show them that you can do not only each of those things, but where the wow factor comes in is that you can automate it. People spend time doing the most monotonous things that can easily be solved with technology. For example, if you run an employee engagement survey once every month, what ends up happening is someone, whether it's a team lead, a manager, HR, whoever's running these surveys, can actually build it, rerun it, analyze it and then do that whole thing over again every single month, put all the people into a platform. They end up finding the participation is really low. With assembly on these demos, we show them that not only can you do that in assembly, but you can automate the whole cadence to which it runs. You can run a survey, you can schedule it to run on the first of every quarter, every month. You can sit back hands-free, all the results will come into one place. You can analyze it slice and dice and they don't have to do anything. We also have a layer of an incentive model that increases participation across the board. We have a reward system where if you participate in something, if you give recognition, you can add points to it. Uh, We call our points carrots internally with a little carrot emoji, we just make it fun. But it really does encourage people to participate, having that layer of incentive that sits on top of some of the mundane things that all these companies are doing. We do it in a way that's engaging and automated we incentivize the whole process so that's Um, really what gets uh, people going and that's what makes employees managers directors executives love the assembly platform
1: and josh you're going to say every everything about the product they just get into the demo and they love everything
0: but
1: it. seriously i'd be very upset if you didn't say that so no but but what have you i mean you know there's got to be something uh, i know that you said no code earlier which i i, I picked upon mm-hmm. um that's that's intuitive software, right? This is making it really, super easy and and kind of stupid proof for everyone that gets into it. Lo- lowers that threshold for folks that maybe are are you know software scared of of having to code something or do something. Uh, so what do you what have you found when you show it to customers?
0: Yeah, I think you know, yeah, of course. I think the simplicity is the the most important piece. and this is, you know, kind of what you touched on a little bit, it's like, you know, how do we empower citizen developers in an organization? So people that are not, you know, technically savvy to come in and build these workflows. And we've done a really good job at abstracting out the, the really difficult parts so that really anyone can come in and build. I mean, we, we've identified 50 plus templates with our current setup right. and we're adding new templates every single day. So, uh, you know, I think the hopes are to reach hundreds of templates and use cases and nuanced versions of each template. Um, You know, we have things like employee engagement templates, games and icebreakers, HR and recruiting templates. So if you're doing like a referral program, you can do that with an assembly, internal communications, things like one-on-ones with direct managers or uh, with your direct report, ask me anything type scenarios, um, company wikis, etc. And you have performance management, productivity, rewards and incentives. Um, sales and customers, so like CRM, lightweight CRM stuff, and then your general team communications like a daily stand-up or a team retrospective. Um, But our real goal is just to decrease the time to market with new tooling Um, by letting our customers and their employees leverage our new templates. And then our builder is just super easy. So if one of our templates doesn't necessarily meet your needs, you can come into that builder and within you know, four steps, five steps, you can have a really robust automated workflow that is pinging people on a cadence to actually answer and respond. And that goes into a a social feed, which is really easy to interact with. We all interact with Slack. It's very, very similar.
1: Oh, I love that. Jonathan, your favorite, without naming names, of course, (laughs) your favorite customer story, just someone that you use the assembly and you're like, wow, that's just really cool. Oh, there's there's a lot go with go with <laughs> uh, one from last week fit <laughs> last week all right, yeah there's a might company. make it easier.
2: yeah there, there's a company in particular I'll keep a, the name out of it for, for this example but they came in just one department it was the product team. The product right. team came in they started using it for, for just recognition and rewards. They wanted to incentivize and motivate their employees. It ended up going so well on the product team that it started to spread into other departments. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually it, it went company-wide in the U.S. And they have a pretty large wing in Australia as well. So it ended up going into the whole company, both the U.S. and Australia. And they started with one category, just employee recognition and rewards. And they said they had like five or six different tools. They used 15.5 uh, for performance management, survey monkey, confluence for like sprint retrospectives and some technology work um, and some stand-up tools. And what was wild is once we showed them some of the functionality, the other things that they can do, they said, not only can we eliminate all of the spend, which by the way, we're talking about like $40 plus per head per month with all yeah. those tools, yeah. they could bring them all into one tool and they can actually automate a lot of the cadences. The, uh, what the, it was the new VP of people who was actually talking to me and the responses were, uh, it was very, very flattering. And she said, you're saving me about one day per week. In the automation, and to me, that was a real moment of pride. My goodness! That yeah. not only can we bring all people into one platform that they actually want to use, but we can really save people time. And time is the only thing you truly can't buy. I love that.
1: What a great example, Josh! I'm sure you have a favorite customer story.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, so Connor, one of our uh, salespeople that is you know front of line with uh, a lot of our customers. He brought up a really interesting case to me where um, a I believe it was a construction company, um, and you know, historically, we we you know focused mostly on recognition in the past. Um, and they came into us through our recognition flow that we've built out. And it was interesting. They were previously, before using Assembly, they were effectively punishing their employees for damaging tools. Uh, and they found that the punishment. They did this for twenty years, by the way. <laughs> they found they found that punishing people actually didn't really stop people from damaging the tools that much. So what they've done is they've changed from a punishment model to a reward model where they reward people for keeping tools in good shape. Um, And so far, the customer feedback has been absolutely amazing tools are you know, damaged less often and their employees are generally happier because they're getting rewarded for doing the right thing instead of being punished for doing the wrong thing.
1: Oh, that's cool. That's behavior change. That's 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 lovely. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll state for the record that I hate categories of software uh, just as a concept, especially in <laughs> HR and recruiting. Uh, however, there is an HR budget that has a bunch of lines in Excel. I know that you all have seen this before. So how... Because y'all are a little, a little bit of a platypus, how do how do people classify you? How do they categorize you? And and Jonathan, you can start with this. How do they how do they think of you? How would you like for them to think of you? And where do they get started?
2: Yeah. So because we do many many things, the truth is people have specific use cases. Right. So despite the fact that we're in a few different categories, performance management, productivity, engagement, rewards across right. the board, generally people coming in for one or two specific use cases. So they're not generally saying, I want a, everything, all at right. once." People come in for, they have a specific problem and we can solve their need without, without the need to buy like multiple different tools or to go to IT, they can drag and drop, build their own use case here, which is the, the no code piece. So whatever use case is that they come in through, it does sit on different versions of a PL. It Could be HR, it could be productivity, it could be team lead. We've seen a lot of companies, you know, want to run a daily standup or sprint retrospectives, things like that, where it actually just sits on a like general expense, like a, a team building budget. So it, it's really all across the board, depending on where you want it to run. If it does go wall to wall, if the whole company wants to adopt it versus just a team, location, or department, um, generally it'll be an executive sitting on it or an HR budget. So it, it really depends how you're coming in, but that's that's what we see for the most part.
1: And how would you like for people to? And Joshua, might ask you the exact same thing. How would you like for people to position you? Because in my mind, and again, this is going to be horrible, but in my mind, I'm thinking workflows as a service. But, but how would you love for them optimally to think of you?
0: Yeah, I, I, mean, I think that's something... Oh, go ahead, John. No, no, after you, please. Well, something that's been working pretty well for us on our positioning is this idea of a digital HQ. Mm-hmm. Um, we do promote our workflows pretty publicly. Uh, we promote use cases because we do want people to have a general idea of what solutions that he can solve with our platform. Um, You know, but if you deconstruct all of that from like a digital HQ and you go down to like what we can actually solve, we're just, we're just Lego bricks. Right. At the end of the day. So like the benefit is that we're not one thing. We're not really anything. And that you can kind of take each Lego brick that we, we supply to you and build it in some custom way to support a workflow that maybe other platforms can't build for you. And so we do have these out-of-the-box templates and workflow automation tools and stuff that you can actually use out-of-the-box um, or slightly customized to your needs. But, you know, I think all in all, if you, like, if you think of us as a, as a whole, we're a digital HQ for communication, productivity, retention, engagement, and, and so forth.
1: It's interesting, it, and Jonathan, I'd like to get your take on this. It, it's interesting because workflows, as I think about it, there might be a barrier with HR to think about workflows because uh, they think about process and they do process all day long, so that that's not an issue. But workflows, especially as it relates to technology, there might be a natural barrier uh, in terms of overcoming what that is. But digital, everyone's been, we've been talking about digital transformation for you know a decade and finally, finally. <laughs> Because of COVID, you know, it happened on Thursday. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it is, I think, you know, I like, I like digital HQ. I do like the idea of thinking about digital and then all the things that are underneath it. It's the, it's the duck on the water. You don't really need to see the, you know, you don't need to see the paddling to know that it's, that it's happening. What's, what's been resonating for you when you talk to customers?
2: Are you talking about the, the workflow automation piece? Yeah,
1: in yeah, yeah. And yeah. digital, digital HQ and workflows and how they like to think of this. Again, I think you did a really good job of saying, you know what, wherever they have a pain, we can start there. Great, off to the races. But you, know, you ultimately, you'd like for them to think of you in, in a certain way, like as a certain, I don't know, category or, or type of company. Uh, and we, we we played around a little bit with workflows and we played around with digital HQ. What are you hearing from clients?
2: Yeah, it really it really comes back to those, those use cases that they come in for. When we actually talk to the customers, you know, we generally solve a few different problems to which they would really require IT or have to do some sort of manual work. And that's the workflow automation piece. Because you can schedule things, because you can run it on a cadence, because you can automate a lot of the things that you would either have to do manually or... Buy an additional software or a Zapier or something to connect, to do something, to do another thing. If this, then that. You know, our software can do all of that in one. So I would love eventually for everyone to think about the entire employee journey, whether that be communication, productivity, performance management, to come in here and say, I have a one-stop shop solution that can do everything and it can automate a lot of my day. That would be, of course, the dream state and we're getting towards it. Uh, and it's been a fun journey along the process. Has
1: anybody done this in, in another space other than HR?
2: And it, it, it's almost, it's not quite just an HR tool, just to give you context. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, of course. When, when you think of HR, most people run HR as a command center, there's really right. only one or two people controlling the strings. What we've done is we've actually empowered individuals, team leads, managers, just all employees alike, where they can create new workflows. It's not just HR who can create a workflow. An individual can create meeting notes or or run individual things. A team lead can run team communications, daily standups, sprint retrospectives. Uh, They can recognize coworkers amongst their team. They can do one-on-ones and feedback. They can even run surveys and polls. You know, everyone could do that and you can automate those cadences as well. So it's not a command center whatsoever um, the companies we like to think about, some companies that have given us inspiration along the way, the first one is the one that everyone would know, Shopify. Mm. You know, To build a website in the past, you had to have some technical acumen or you had to hire someone to do it. With Shopify, they're so successful, especially during the pandemic, because everyone wants to build an e-commerce site, <laughs> and you can literally drag and drop, build your own website with no technical acumen whatsoever. There are companies in the productivity space like ClickUp, Notion, or Airtable who have all done a really good job on this no-code space Mm -hmm. where instead of buying also 10 tools, you can sort of aggregate into one. We are relatively similar where you can drag and drop, build your own experience, but we're pretty different in the fact that we're feed-based and it all revolves around communication. And what ends up happening is the participation is so high on our platform because you can automate things, all is in one place. And then the incentive layer that goes behind it, we've gamified the things that were mundane and it now makes it exciting. So there's nothing doing exactly what we're doing, um, but there are similar players who have inspired us and have done a great job paving the way for this no code movement to really start to escalate.
1: I love that. Okay, uh, three things, and we only have about five or six minutes. One is, Josh, I know that you get asked about this, so I want to direct it to you. And, and this is terms of in the ecosystem of other technologies, where does assembly need to be integrated? And where have you, where have you been already asked to be integrated into other systems and other technologies?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a great question. Assembly needs to be integrated everywhere. Uh, when we started this business, um, our whole entire thesis, while we were fundraising and building the company from scratch, was that "be where work happens" uh, is the most important concept that we can embrace uh, because we're not going to, you know, we're not going to dictate people's workflows, and we can't say whether or not we're going to be a destination within that workflow or we're just going to be another integration within that workflow itself. Um, so anywhere and everywhere. Today, we're integrated within Slack. Um, we have a very robust Slack integration. Um, today, we're also integrated with Teams, um, and you know our entire app web app is actually populated directly into Microsoft Teams. Um, but it extends beyond just these two communications platforms. You need to be in everyone's productivity platform. Um, you know their document storage, uh, their knowledge base pretty much everywhere just because most of these companies are using north of hundreds of different SaaS Mm -hmm. platforms. And so you have to be well-connected, especially one that's trying to become a digital HQ. It's even more important for us.
1: So I've noticed that with language, both of you use uh, the word templates. And and for whatever reason, I translate that in my little mouse brain to libraries, but I like Mm -hmm. templates better. So I'm gonna gonna stick with y'all's language. It seems like over the course of time, there's going to be this, the, the power of assembly is going to be this huge amount of templates that are there that can be editable and they're easily, easily found and people won't have to reinvent the wheel, et cetera. Like you're all going to be sitting on tops of thousands upon thousands of these templates. Um, am I, am I seeing that correctly, Josh?
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, today our templates are generated by us. Uh, we work in tandem with mm-hmm. experts to generate some of those best in class templates, Um, but as we, you know, expand, I think what we're going to end up doing is allowing not just Assembly, but you know, third-party yeah. people to actually come in and create templates that are working for themselves to really build a really robust uh, template library.
1: Yeah, I love that. I and mean, then again, I think it's going to be great because you know people can see something, and go, "Yeah, I like that." I just tweak this. They edit it, poof, and then they're yeah. off to the races, and it just gets them there faster. Gets them that. To Jonathan's point, it gets them that time back in their day, time back in their week, et cetera. Um, Jonathan, not getting down to the dollars and cents, but people will ask after this, they'll, they'll ask me, um, you know, pricing. How, what's y'all's philosophy around pricing?
2: Yeah, so we have fair billing practices, just to give a little context here. We only charge for people actually on and using the platform. Uh, We generally charge per user per month, but as you scale into the enterprise space, you know, we have worked out some flat pricing deals. Uh, We have a few different tiers on our platform. We really try to be favorable price-wise to small businesses. And then as you grow up and need more integrations and privacy and security, uh, we have a different tier of pricing. But... We do try to be on the lower end of pricing. You know, we want this to be available for everyone across the board and we want the barriers to entry to be less. I love that. So I Feel love free that. to Check out joinassembly.com and, and uh, check out our pricing page.
1: I love that. I love it. Thank you all both. I know you all are crazy busy, and to actually get both of y'all on <laughs> one call together is probably insane. So thank you all so much. Kudos to
0: Katya. Kudos <laughs> to Katya for pulling off our calendars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well seriously, thank you all for coming on the Use Case Podcast.
0: Of course. Thank you so much, William. Really appreciate it.
1: Alrighty. Until next time, thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast.
0: You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at RecruitingDaily.com.